Good morning, Rooted fans. Or good evening. Or good afternoon. Or good night. We're back with a new episode this Friday. Nothing really special today. We don't have a special guest, but you have us. But we're pretty special. So, at least to our moms. And Dave Williams. <laughs> and Dave. Shout out Dave Williams. Our number one fan. Yes. We cleaned off uh, our table really, really well uh, for him to enjoy it. And, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed at how clean it got in here. I know. It probably even smelled good. I know. Mike complains so much about our table being dirty, even though we do kind of get trash remnants from everybody that comes in here. Yes. Yeah, so it's not just us if you see the mess. No. Also, thank you to we the are PCL never... ladies who started the whole cleaning. Because half the table is clean because they came in and cleaned, I think. Yeah. So thank you, you know, uh, Sarah Han, Deanna Toon, and... Lori Cox. Yay. All right. What do we have going on at church this weekend, week, uh, month? The most exciting thing is actually this weekend, our fall festival. Oh, yes. And what is happening? Oh, so we're celebrating 16 years as a church. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Did you know 16 represents in the Bible? I don't know. Okay. 16, that's four things of four. So what's the significance of four? The earth. The earth has been around for 16 years, <laughs> which is not completely false. Uh, what is happening at it Fall is. Festival? Chili. It looks like a lot of people are bringing chili, which I would be more excited if I like chili, but chili gives me heartburn. I know I'm only 24, but I get really bad heartburn. So, away from Alana's heartburn, it's a chili competition. Yes. Oh, our judges? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Reveal the judges. We have Charles Pritchett. Always a classic. Dave Talley. Also a classic. Yes. And a new one. Rob Reeder. Oh, yes. He wanted to enter, but I guess he couldn't. So, now he gets a judge and eat a lot of chili. So, I think that's pretty... That's a win right there. Yes. I, th- I think we have a good board of judges. It's not going to be judgmental, but it's going to be honest. Yes. Wait, no. It will be judgmental because that's her job. Yes, and we kind of wanted to get them hats. I don't know if that's going to happen. Ooh, chef hats? Little chef, chef hats. hats? Yeah, yeah. Chef judge, Might be a possibility. Judge, Depends on what hats. Mindy Do you think ordered. we could get them a gravel? and like, A gravel? A gravel? Um, nope. A gavel? <laughs> and, I, and I get made fun of for making up words. So I do have a tendency when I get up and teach, I will make up a word. Uh, if you're with us two week, Wednesday nights ago, I created the word Judaish, and I can't say doctrinal. I say doctrinal, like studying the doctrine at night. But... Mm-hmm. Yes, well, gavel. Well, those other ones were words, but you don't. It wasn't the right word. That is true. So yes, chili cook-off. We will also be having a dunk tank, which myself will be in for the majority of the time. But I did ask Todd so uh, lovingly, and uh, you know he will be willing to get in there at least once. He said. So any youth that are listening out there that want to see Todd McKinney in a dunk tank. Be there on Sunday. Yes. What and, time is this happening at? Uh, right after second service. So we're aiming for around 12 o'clock. So as soon as we can get all the chili pots set up and the food and uh, let's see what else, the tables and everything, get everyone up there. Uh, yours truly will be emceeing once again. Ooh, yes. I will have a nice megaphone. So we will be able to stick a bunch of tables up there and we'll have a bouncy house, of course, for the kids. Unfortunately, not for the adults. I really, but that may be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I want a bouncy house. Maybe they should make it for like 25 and under. Also, it's probably a safety issue for young kids. But maybe we should get two next time. You know, back whenever it was at like people's farms, 
We used to have like hay bale rides. Nope, not hay bale rides. Hay rides. <laughs> Could you imagine all of us on like on one hay bale, hay bale like, a, like, like, like a, like a, a car? Log. Yeah, like a log or like yeah. And so one time we we had to go across this river and we all got a little wet in the hay bale ride. Nope, not a hay bale ride. In the hay ride, but it was fun. It has there were some really nice colors and like the sun was just setting. I think. Really? No, I don't think it was setting because we were. It was definitely mid afternoon. And we were in this like valley area. It was really nice. So if you're still wondering if you can sign up to bring food. Technically you can, or you can just bring food. Yes. So if I, you want to bring food, just go ahead and bring it. We're not going to say no to more food. And I believe I heard that there's going to be over 250 White Castle little cheeseburger sliders as well. So we're going to have a wide variety of food. Would you say we'll have a deal. whopper of a food? No. Are the are these sliding in? They are sliding in. Oh, but if you didn't sign up to bring food and you're not planning on bringing food, you know what? That's okay, too. We want your presence. We will have food, and it's going to be a super fun time. Speaking of fun times, small groups, they're happening next next week. So October 20th, we will start small groups, which means this coming Wednesday, October 13th, will be our last Wednesday night service. So don't come to church expecting a service on the 20th because it won't be here you can sign up for small groups still uh this coming week and tina and i think maybe mindy might be in out but mainly tina beds bacon puts together all the small groups it's just a fun time to get to know uh, people that you probably wouldn't necessarily knew that go to our church or um just to meet other people and um talk with them about you know deep or maybe not so deep things about life like, I think it was cool. We got to hear, so Dave Williams was in our small group last time. And I actually, like, never really heard him talk except for, like, the hello and how you doing and stuff in, in youth, which is great. But to actually hear him talk about, like, life stuff, it's like, oh, I see why this man is so wise. And I met some new people, too, at our small group. I can't remember their names. It's like Jan, oh, Jan and Jay. Jan and Jay. Also happening, Operation Christmas Child season has kicked off, which was awesome. The kickoff, Jordan and I wore those big uh, like shoe boxes, and we packed uh, 242 boxes by that the end of the amazing. night, which is actually, if you compare it to the numbers from last year, we packed more in one night than we did in a whole like three months compared to last year. I think we had like just over 250 boxes last year, hmm. so that was pretty cool, and Seems like people had lots of fun, and we had a wide variety of ages. So we had young kids come, we had older kids come, we had really old, old kids come. So it was really cool to see all the ladies that put it all together be super happy and thankful, and you know, people were praying over the boxes as well. So if you want to continue with Operation Christmas Child and packing boxes, there's three ways you can pack a box. You can grab one, pack it yourself at home, and bring it back by November 14th. There's actually a little pamphlet in the box that says, How to Pack a Shoebox. So you just follow that instruction. You can pack a shoebox online, $25, and you'll pack, a sh- pack and send a shoebox. The link is on our website under the announcement page. And then uh, if you want to donate $25 and give it to one of the lovely Operation Christmas Child ladies, you can do that, and they'll pack one for you. No problem. Also, kind of related with Operation Christmas Child, kind of not, is Alicia Miley's water straw filter fundraiser. 
which actually we did an announcement for. Jordan, how do you feel about that? The announcement that was really fun. The sad part was we lost a flamingo leg, which still has not been found. And of course, Mike Harrison, we filmed it in his yard. And when I kicked one of the flamingos or hit it with the stop sign, one of the legs went flying so far, we lost track of it and could not find it. And Mike is assuming that it's going to fly through his window when his lawn gets mowed, which probably isn't too far from the truth, but that sucker is gone. Yep. We we had... But it was fun. Jordan, I looked for it, Mindy looked for it, and Alicia, yeah. who was putting together Couldn't this find fundraiser. It. And so uh, you can flock someone's yard with flamingos. And, you know, you can just have that flamingo just chilling out there. I think they're orange and black in your yard for however long. Or you can flock someone else's yard. You know, your yard may have that. And uh, I think the suggested donation is $10. And then if you want to buy flocking insurance so that your yard doesn't get flocked, I think it's suggested donation is $20. And you can turn the forms and the money, either cash or check written out to Parkland Chapel, to Alicia Miley. And uh, she should be around both services, just in case you want to give it to her. Or you can, uh, I don't know if she's not around. Maybe you can give it to me. But that should be fun. These water filter straws actually are probably the most useful uh, and life actually life-saving things that we will put into Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, donate to flock someone's yard with flamingos because it's just fun. Also, Mike's yard will definitely get flocked somehow, some way. Jordan, whose yard would you flock if you could? Whose yard would I put flamingos in mm-hmm. would have to... You know, honestly, I don't know. Probably Todd McKinney. That's a good idea. I like picking on Todd, the -hmm. toddler. Toddler. And so we've moved into our new building sanctuary, which this construction project began some time ago. It seems like it's been forever, but we are now in our new sanctuary. We have a new LED wall. We have a new sound stage. We have a new sound booth. We have a new everything besides the chairs. But it is amazing that we've been able to move in there. Elena, why don't you give us a little update on just how we got to have our LED wall, the big ginormous TV for our teachings and our worship. Yeah, that was a pretty cool project, actually, which, you know, funny enough, I got a head up, which I, you know, I'm still considers myself, I am young, but I'm like, I really don't feel like I should have such a big responsibility. And here I am. They're like, you got it. This is lots of money, but uh, yeah, we'll trust you. So I'm like, okay. It actually started off as a joke. We went to the Ark Encounter back in March, and we took a picture of like this, this just their like screen behind them. It's like this is pretty cool, and their sound guy that was doing nothing. He was literally like feet up and on his phone, and this guy was giving a talk, and he didn't have to do anything. And we're like, Mike, wouldn't it be cool if you had like the Bali sunset behind you or like a waterfall, and then you could just preach in front, basically Bali or something. And so he's like, yeah, that'd be fun. Why don't you look into it? Like, how much would this actually cost? And so we ran, you know, some numbers and we just initially looked at it. And we're like, well, this is actually feasible with like the budget that we might spend or that we have for it. Like, it's not that much. And I mean, after some research and whatnot, it ended up being more than what we had originally anticipated, which it's probably, a you know, a life uh, lesson there. Just expect something to be like three times or not the the price <laughs> or what you anticipate just expect it to be more but it was pretty cool the whole research of it i actually had no idea what exactly an led wall was and then i called this one company and one of the salesmen was actually like hey here are some questions you didn't ask but i figured you 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 definitely want to know this so i had to know what like the pitch was the angle of viewing uh 
the refresh rate, which is like how fast it refreshes and what it means for like if you have a camera and then like what's the minimum viewing distance and how far apart are the little pixels and in a wall and actually if you don't know what an led wall is if you've ever been to a sporting event and they have like those replay screens the jumbotron yeah that's a huge led wall and so it's basically a bunch of little tiny led lights pixels as they would call it all put together into one big screen to make one big picture and so if you actually look really closely at the wall it's made up of like i think like 200 ish panels and and then they're put together in like this big like uh i think they called it a a mount or like a chassis thing and then it's mounted onto our wall so it's actually for any of you tech people out there the how it connects in and you know, all the wires that run into it. It's actually pretty cool. For Mike, it's stressful. But for me, who actually kind of likes this stuff, it's like, whoa, there's so many wires and all this exposed. But not exposed, but just like there. And I, I find it interesting. And it was fun because it was actually a fun project to research because we I also got sent out to California to visit Maranatha, Mike's old stomping grounds, and where Pokemon Chapel really got its roots or has its roots. And I got to meet some of the people uh, that who have really, like, influenced Mike. And then I got to learn about their LED wall and ProPresenter, which is now how we display the lyrics. And it, it works really well, and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's really amazing that uh, you were able to do that. Mm-hmm. It was, it's your baby. It's my baby. What's That's the what name? That's what we call it. May. It's going to be May. M-E-I. Right? Yes. Me. And actually, funny enough, whenever I went out to California, the they were talking to me about their wall. And I was just like, wow, hey. It was more trouble. It almost seemed more trouble than it was worth because they're like, it goes down. Like, there's like a row of panels that goes down like once a, like once every three weeks. I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with troubleshooting with this. And, and they're like, eh. And so I'm like, you know what? Projectors actually sound really nice because it's a lot less complicated. Everyone knows kind of what a projector is and how it works. So if something would go down, God forbid, then it's like, it's pretty easy to fix. Now with projectors, you know, you have like, you have to worry about the ambient lighting, which is like the lights in the rooms because it's based on like the LED wall is its own light. Like if you just put the LED wall on, you could probably see to walk around the room. But with projectors, it requires the outside lights to kind of be a little bit dim. So that was also something. And then we looked at Truman actually has really high-end projectors. And they were so loud. Like, it's just like they're fans. It was just like, and I'm like, I don't think I want to listen to that. So that was also another decision process. And for me, I was more the influencer behind it. So I had to convince our board that this was actually a good idea. You know, and we had the manpower to do it, like with our tech, our tech team and, you know, how far we've gotten in moving into a new sanctuary. Do we want to add on a whole nother aspect to church? And would would this actually take away from what we're doing? And I think for me to go through the process of deciding on such a big purchase, you kind of you get a look at the practical side of a purchase like this. It could make a whole kapow and it's pretty awesome. But ultimately, we want to worship Jesus, and we want to praise God through it. So does that take away from it? And so we had a board member coming in, you know, he was just like, like, does this 
it's just going to take away from what we've always done. And so, you know, it made me realize it's like the people that we have in leadership, there's so many people that think differently that it's so important that we have these different aspects so that we don't get lost in, you know, like the the kapow of it. Because we had people that were like, yes, that's going to be awesome. But then it's also like, hey, like, is this going to take away from Jesus? And so I think being in there, it's like, yeah, this is awesome. It elevates our production value. But practically, we can see Mike's slides. We can read the words. And you don't have people like looking up and down and sideways and, you know, over people's heads. And so for that, just to, you know, practically be able to read what Mike is saying makes it makes it pretty worth it. And then you know, cool backgrounds, and you can read the lyrics. And and community events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other aspect of it, where we're looking forward to having Super Bowl party here, maybe opening it up to the church rather than just youth. You know, if youth want to play basketball, we can have a lot of people in that sanctuary to watch football or watch basketball or play, like, PlayStation. And so, you know, I mean, we don't just do it just, I mean, we do it for you guys, but then also it becomes an outreach. So we're like, hey, you hear Parkland Chapel has this LED wall. People get into the building and they're like, this is a church. And then they come to watch a movie or watch football. And then they eventually come to church and then they might know Jesus. All because of an LED wall. You yeah. know? So there's there's a lot of decision that has been put into this. And it wasn't just like, a, oh, like the Ark Encounter has it. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. Mike could be pretending to preach behind a Bali sunset. Let's do it. I think it's it's just been awesome to be a part of the inside and watching watching the building just go up. You know, I mean, we've talked about it before how, you know, answer to prayer, how much prayer has gone into this and including the wall and, you know, the practicality of putting an 800 pound thing on a wall. <laughs> you know, I mean, I bet that that wooden frame that's behind it is probably a good like ton almost. You know, I mean, just something as simple or if you want to call it simple or complicated as how do we present something like visually and and how much spiritual and practical goes into a decision like that at a church news we have a pet in the office we do we found a monarch butterfly caterpillar when we lost the bird leg so we lost the bird leg found a caterpillar i found a caterpillar brought it to the office put it in a glass cup and put a paper towel over it poked holes in it threw some milkweed in there and now it is a chrysalis and it's going to form into a butterfly it's very exciting yes how long how long do uh is this going to take for it's about the... 14 days. 14 yeah, days. Yeah, he's on his first week. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Oh. So Cletus will turn into a butterfly and then we'll, we will release him into the prayer garden. Yeah, we found some of his cousins yes. or maybe brothers or sisters out there. I hit one there. with a car yesterday. Oh my goodness. Well, he has lost a sibling. <laughs> yes. But, you know, you'll see Cletus maybe just flying around um, out one day. He'll be like, hey, Cletus, good to see you, boy. So this past week, I got to hang out with a pastor from Zambia who we are partnered with 
through BCA, and his name is Victor Chibangula, and he got to speak here on Sunday, and I got to hang out with him for like 12 hours on Saturday through Sunday, and it was pretty pretty awesome to hear his story. Uh, one of the things that I'll share was that he wanted to become a Catholic priest, and he was a Roman Catholic growing up in Zambia, but witchcraft was so prevalent in Zambia that he felt like he didn't have any power to withstand it. So he would go to a witch doctor to get protection from the witchcraft, ironically. Then that witch doctor would then give out spells and other things to other people to torment people and to hurt them. So it's a huge mess that he was in, and he felt like he did not have any power going to this Catholic religion Um, area in Zambia, so he heard of the term getting reborn when he was invited to a Baptist church there. And so Victor, he said he accepted Christ as Lord and Savior fully, and when he realized that he had the power of Christ and the Spirit within him, then he realized uh, the Spirit, the darkness of witchcraft could not harm him at all anymore. So it's, it was a pretty amazing story that he got to share there. So I thought it was pretty fascinating, the witchcraft and demonic activity that goes on uh, in Zambia that's so physically represented. And it's pretty awesome that he's over there doing the Lord's work and how he came over to America. I took him to Bandana's Barbecue, and it was fascinating for him. And he went over to my parents' house. We got to talk for a little bit, and it was pretty cool for my parents to interact with somebody from Zambia and, and get to share their story and get to hear his. And then he spoke to our congregation on Sunday, so that will be up, and it is up on our website and YouTube uh, channel if you want to rewatch that. I would because it's pretty fascinating what we are able to partner with through BCA in Zambia and provide all these things. And then we took him to Walmart, and we introduced him to camouflage, tried to explain what a redneck was, and uh, we might start buying tents for Zambia too because they're only like $150. They can house 10 people, and it could revolutionize a village uh, from the words of Victor. So it was really fun to hang out with Victor and get to hear his story. And if you want to know any more information about him, you can go to the BCA website, Bethlehem Christian Academy, and you can find out more about that and the people that we're partnering with. Yeah, Actually, the tent thing was pretty interesting because he was like looking at it. And he's like, how tall is this? How much does it weigh? He's like, I'm trying to figure out like housing for like if I go out into the bush where like someone's house isn't even big enough to fit my bed or this little cot. And it's like, that's hard. That's hard for me to just even think about. Just be like, someone's house is not big enough to fit a cot. You know, and he's like, well, we can take these tents out. They'll shelter them. They're pretty waterproof. They're pretty sturdy. And, uh, you know, some of them have, like, different rooms even. It's probably the most space that, like, anyone, you know, in the African bush might have ever had. So just his idea. And as we were walking through Walmart, like, he's looking at Walmart through, like, a Zambian pastor's eyes who's seen poverty. Like, we can't even imagine. And, And he's like, all this stuff that could be used for it. And it wasn't like a, oh, like, you guys have so much stuff, like... This is, you know, looks down upon me. He's like, we, I could, I could buy this and use it for this purpose and this purpose. And then he was also like, I want to buy lotion for my wife. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. We might try to implement a tent ministry. I don't know. It says something uh, to be praying for and on the lookout for. Uh, but we do ask questions for our special guests on here all the time, but we never answer them ourselves or we have a little bit, but we haven't gone into great detail. So we'll close out this episode with some random fun factual questions about Alana and myself. 
Alana. Yes. You can ask your famous question. Favorite, my famous question of what is your favorite way a potato is made, Jordan? Hash browns that are very crispy on a kind of like skillet platter with eggs. Ooh. And, and salt and pepper. And depends. Ketchup maybe or hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm. What is your favorite way to have potatoes? I love loaded potatoes. Loaded potato tots. Loaded tater tots. What about the chipotle to potato from whatever McAllister's? Oh, that is really good. So there's this baked potato at McAllister's. It's like the chipotle chicken off a no, or like ranch or something like that. And it's just it's so good. Like the last time I had it though, it was like the the crisp the shell or the skin was really thick and crispy. So I did I wasn't I'm not a big fan of potato skins, but that it just has a good like whip not whipped cream my goodness sour cream and the chicken is perfectly seasoned and also the the sauce that goes on it like it has just well for me it has a kick i don't handle spices too well but it has just a little like kick to it which doesn't hurt me but you know to the average person it will not have a kick it just has nice flavor and spices jordan if you could have a uh, little animal on your shoulder that could talk to you a Bengal tiger. A Bengal tiger? Yep. Why is that? Because a tiger would be my favorite animal if I could have it as a pet. And if it could be on my shoulder forever, that would be sweet. And plus, I feel like he'd be very encouraging being being a tiger. I think I'd want a lion. I'm not sure why I like lions. It was my school's mascot. And plus, you know. Oh, maybe I'd have a sheep. You know, a lion and a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. A lion lamb. A lion. Nope. I tried. A a lion. It might roar. Actually, we found out at the zoo the other day, the other week, that lions can, you can hear a a roar from like five miles away. Now, granted, the lion at the zoo was quiet and it was sleeping and lazy. Also, I had the question of, do, do the animals at the zoo... You know, they're like put together, male and female. Are they arranged marriage or do they choose them? Leave your comment below. <laughs> That's right. If you could pick up your entire life, friends, family, job, everything, and move somewhere else, where would you go? Israel. And I'd live in a kibbutz on the Sea of Galilee. Would everyone live in a kibbutz? Kibbutz? Yep. Kibbutz? A little kibbutz. I would go to New Zealand. Where in New Zealand? I'm not sure. Probably the South Island. If I could live in Milford Sound, I would. I've never been there, but it's beautiful. It's where uh, I think Mission Impossible is filmed. But just look it up. Milford Sound. The fjord. Fjord land. What sounds fun to you? I've been seeing a lot of traveling pictures on social media lately. And so that has been infiltrating my mind uh, a lot. So I saw these pictures of Iceland the other day, or no, it was on a YouTube video, and I saw it, and I was just like, I want to go there so bad, too. So if I could go to Iceland for a little bit, too, not not to live there, I don't think, but to experience the glory of Iceland, I think that'd be pretty, uh, just spectacular. Mm, that actually does sound fun. Like, the whole part of travel, even like the airports, the delays and everything, it makes for fun stories. Like, I just love it. Like, I like... You know, sitting in airports. Granted, I want lounge access one day. Just to be able to, like, go in, like, you know, have the credit card and you're just like, yep, I'm here. And then 
Get all the nice food and the spa and the showers. That sounds fun. I almost can't watch vlog. I used to watch like traveling vlog videos, but I can't. I really can't. It's hard now because I'm like, I just want to be there. So what sounds fun to you? I really want to go tubing. Like that sounds fun. Yeah, I know. Like we did get to go tubing lake. with the with the youth because it started oh, that's right. thunderstorming. But right? it was fun. Yeah, that I mean, I hate like that I'm sore afterwards, but it's so much fun. And then I went to Wisconsin, and I was gonna tube, but I was supposed to I was supposed to fly out the next or like later that afternoon. I'm like, I don't want to enter an airplane with my hair wet, so I didn't. And it turns out I didn't fly out that day, so I was like, oh, I could have tubed, but I, you know, also laying by the ocean sounds fun. It's been a while since I've been to the ocean. I know. I miss it. I do, too. I actually didn't go whenever I was in New Jersey. We were going to, but then it was, like, supposed to rain, and then we just took naps instead. So, what's the last photo you took? The last photo I took was of you sleeping in the office with my hat covering your eyes, and you were just knocked out, sitting straight up. <laughs> I'm a professional napper. What can I say? It was It was a pretty solid nap, I must say. Yeah. I don't know. What, what's the last picture that I have? I think it's uh, tickets. Uh, just bought Sean Mendes tickets because my sister wants to go. So next year, Nashville, Tennessee. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Short episode, just us. So thank you for listening to us. Thanks you for tuning in. And stay tuned for more updates, for more special guests. And All right. Take care. Have a great weekend, folks. See you at the Chili Cook-Off. Bye. Bring food. Yeah. My ears are just.